Welcome to the B-Ball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we are talking about the finals. They are finally here. We've been waiting all year for this. Um, I'm not going to recap the conference. What is that? Conference finals. Um, I was out of town. I didn't really watch them, so I'm not going to talk about something I didn't watch. Not going to pretend. I don't know if you guys know this. I worked in sports radio for like four or five years in San Diego. A lot of people... They don't watch the games and then they talk about it or they go on vacation and they come back and they just oh, literally I remember there was a guy uh, I actually really liked him and he said uh, in his broadcasting classes in college uh, one of their homework assignments was to not watch a game look up the box score in the newspaper the next day this is a long time ago <laughs> and uh, then write a story based on the box score and uh, which actually is kind of funny because that's what a lot of people that don't like analytics accuse people that like analytics of so it's funny how things kind of go round and round but yeah i'm not going to talk about it because i didn't watch it but in case you missed it boston won and golden state won um but uh let's get into uh lebron's win probability for the series they have boston at 76 percent uh they are up 1-0 right now the first games happened i'm recording this on saturday and uh you know i am a company man but uh, I think I'm leaning the other way. I'm thinking Golden State Warriors. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of like what they have. We'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, but let's we'll break down the first game. I'll do it in 60 seconds, right, in case anybody missed it. And if you already saw it and you don't want the breakdown, it's only going to take a minute. But uh, Boston wins the game. Uh, game starts. Steph looks like Steph. And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, like I think Golden State's going to blow him out. Basically, first quarter, Boston can't communicate. Steph's wide open. He scores like 21 points in the first quarter. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> Second quarter, Boston stabilizes. Third quarter, Golden State comes out with their patented, you know, end of the quarter run where it's like, all right, let's blow them out. The game's going to be over. They're, they're going to get back in it. And then I I was really impressed by I, – I did not see it coming, to be honest. The counterpunch by Boston in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown gets super hot. Boston hits all their threes. They score 40 points in the fourth quarter of a finals. Like, I know we're living in an age where people are scoring more points, right? Like, a 40-point quarter isn't really insane anymore. But, like, in the playoffs, it's it's more like, oh. And then in the finals, it's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't another level beyond this. <laughs> so, um, I thought that was I, – I, I, I mean, I, here's the thing. I don't want to not give credit to Boston. I think they're – I think they are a really good team. Um, with like a really great defense um, and a good offense, right? But that, I mean, I'll be honest, that that really surprised me where I was like, okay, well, uh, maybe I should have picked Boston for the series. <laughs> uh, okay, but here's one of the things that really stood out to me. I've been trying to figure it out this entire uh, playoff run because I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Boston over the last couple of years. Um, you know, kind of kept tabs on them. But... Uh, this run, I think, obviously has been like pretty pretty Boston centric because I mean they, they played the Nets, which was a huge series. They played uh, the Bucks, which was a huge series. Like they've kind of been in the spotlight the entire run, right? And uh, I couldn't quite put my finger on why Jason Tatum sometimes felt weird as a player, uh, where it was like, okay, <laughs> I heard everything everybody said about him, where I'm like, okay, this guy seems like the next big thing, right? And then. I look at the analytics, obviously, work at a data company, and uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, these are looking great. And then I watch him play, and then there's periods of time where I'm like, like, oh my goodness, like, this is a top 10 player, like, this guy's probably at his peak going to be a top 5 player in the league. Uh, and then there's other times where 
don't know what the word would be. But you're like, why? I guess ultimately, you know, this is, I don't know, maybe watching too much ESPN growing up. But it's the thing of like, why isn't Jason Tatum taking over right now, right? Because like the stars of old, like he loves Kobe. He's always talking about Kobe. And Kobe's thing was like, all right, give me the ball. Get out of the way, right? And Tatum is not that player, right? It's not, it's just not how he plays. So I went into the data because I was really confused about this. And I was like, why does it seem like he never does that? It's not that he doesn't get hot, but like there isn't like, all right, you know, like the thing where like the star wing player like just waves the point guard like as they're inbounding the ball where it's like, nah, like I, I'm, I'm going to have like the last four possessions of the game. I'm going to slowly dribble it down. I'm going to dribble some clock out for a while and I'm going to hunt my shot and like we're going to win or lose with me basically, right? Uh, Tatum is different because, okay, so we have we have two things. We can just track how often you have isolations, right? Which for star players, pretty much all of them are in like the top I don't know, 20th percentile on isolation somewhere, right? They're doing it a lot. And then we have another stat I really like called total ISO impact, which basically takes into account, uh, it compares your isolations versus all the other players' isolations to figure out who's good at it and who's not very good at it, right? And Jason Tatum is a really good offensive player, but he, throughout his career, has never really been a great isolation player. Which kind of surprised me because you think of a player like with that size and that kind of shooting ability. I mean, the first thing that comes into my mind is Kevin Durant. Like he's the most extreme version of it, where it's like he's the tallest wing with like the best shooting I've ever seen of anyone that size. And Tatum is a little bit different because you're like, no, I've seen the shooting, but the total ISO impact stat really does not love what he's doing. So what I did is I went through our entire database, right? Because so I was like, all right, like, what does this rank um, like all time? Like what's what's going on? Like, I don't want to just compare it to, because the problem is like, if you're like, <laughs> you ever done something where you grab a stat and you compare it to like three other players and you're like, well, it's, it doesn't match up with this. And then you actually zoom out further and you're like, oh, the thing I thought wasn't actually the thing I thought uh but what I grabbed was I grabbed all the um the best offensive seasons for our database it goes back to 2014 right so it's, it's a pretty big sample and Tatum was 72nd overall in offensive LeBron so just like total offensive impact and uh I mean yeah I, that, I guess so whatever you want to say about that it's like so it's a pretty good season right this see this is 2022 season is pretty good and I looked at every single player's isolations. Everyone in the top 75 uh, does it a lot, basically, right? And then of those players in the top 75, everyone was pretty good at it, except Jason Tatum had a D grade, which is quite bad. Two players had C grades, and then everybody else was an A or B. Most people were an A. So it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our things are color-coded, <laughs> so uh, a D is orange. So uh, And A's and B's are, are, are dark blue and light blue. So you go down like the first 75 players. It's dark blue, dark blue, light blue, light blue, all the way down. And then there's one orange, and it's Jason Tatum. And I was like, huh, that is really interesting because what it made me think of uh, okay so so the Celtics they they win game one right Tatum I think has like 
12 points, which is, that's, I mean, that's that's quite low, especially for a finals game, and he's your best player. But he did have 13 assists, where it's like, I looked it up, that's the most assists he's ever had in his career. And, like, uh, 13 assists, like, I know scoring points, like, you need your stars to score, but, like, you start getting that 15 assist number, and it's like, well, that's a lot of points created for other people. My argument isn't even to say that Tatum had the, a great game. It was just, like, if you go to the national media, and you're like, all right, Boston won, Tatum had... 12, 12 points which isn't great but 13 assists that's that's not i've never seen that number next to his name and then everyone's just like upset and raking him through the mud and just all this stuff where it's like i get it it's the media it's what you, you gotta do that's unfortunately your job at the highest level is to just be angry in this current climate but that's stupid and honestly the reason you're listening to this podcast probably is one of the reasons is because you one you probably like data probably like basketball index and uh you are not looking for that so i don't really want to do that but the thing that made me realize was like okay we're so used to seeing our stars in a certain light right doing it a certain way and i think that's a big thing that's like a weird like cultural pressure thing where it's like no no, no it's not enough to win you have to win this way so what it made me think of it was like okay what do you want in your star player and i think there's i don't know you will call it the the stats community versus like the the hooper community or whatever you want to call it right like dudes that play basketball or whatever so i think the guys that play basketball are like you just want like a super ball dominant player like you basically want like michael jordan or kobe where it's like i have the ball get out of the way i'm gonna score and then the analytics community is like, oh, actually, <laughs> if like, well, one, like playmaking is like extremely valuable. And then on top of that, you can have an off ball star because like on ball stars are pretty easy to find. Right. Like those guys, they're they're not the most difficult thing to come by. But an off ball star, it's like, oh, wait, this guy can impact the game without touching the ball that's pretty crazy and that's going to lead me over to the other side of the series Steph Curry where like the guy's made a name on that the guy actually forced the media to start changing how they think about things and I actually will say I don't know like I, I worked in I worked in political radio and then I worked in sports radio and it was very disconcerting how similar they were <laughs> very very like made me very uncomfortable it made me very very uncomfortable but i will say the media has done it's a slow moving media but they have started to with the help of the analytics community and uh just kind of basketball twitter things like that they've started to shift away they've started to be like there are other ways they've been trying to turn their head they're like the what's the the guy that needs the oil can from uh, Wizard of Oz, like you oil up that neck a little bit and they start to turn and they're like, oh, there are other ways to be an effective player. So I think the whole part of this wasn't to be like, Jason Tatum sucks. Jason Tatum can never be good. Here's a giant hole in his game. Here's the thing you should attack. Cause there's so many people that are like, you should just, you know, like the, like just play better, just be more dominant. And it's like, well, uh, <laughs> Not like like Shaq can do that, but not everyone can do that all of the time. Uh, the point is to say, oh, this, I think this finals more so than any finals I've watched is like, oh, so like the game is totally different now. Like the NBA is totally different where like you, like both of the best players on either team can impact the game on offense without having the ball. They can impact it, obviously, with the ball. You see Tatum with 13 assists. You see Steph. I mean, 
Steph can do anything, right? <laughs> He's basically a superhero. But that added value of you can do things away from the ball and how it can open up things for your team and how your team can just honestly run differently than it could in the past or how you perceived it could in the past, I feel like is an eye-opening and honestly really interesting thing going on in basketball. So that leads me to my last, last point. Um, I think that actually sports media has gotten harder they don't they don't they don't talk about this or i don't know who would talk about it because <laughs> i guess it would just be people on tv being like my job got harder but like i you know i've worked in sports media for 10 years and it has gotten more and more difficult to not sound stupid <laughs> and that uh that might sound silly but like it's true because i mean a lot of it's good things right like you as a fan can go on basketball index and you can go through the same well you don't can't see everything i can see but you can see pretty much all of it i get a couple behind the behind the scenes thing especially if we're making something new it's really cool to get a sneak peek at that stuff but like you can look at everything at basketball index which is i mean honestly just an absurd amount of data like it's it's hard right now with what i do covering basketball working at what i think is like the premier data company out there to keep my finger on the pulse of the league like that is still difficult and then these people that are on tv where it's like you're covering national games you're covering teams you haven't seen like you're covering like all you're doing a lot of things it is hard not to sound dumb and a lot of it's great like a lot of it's like youtube or, or nba league pass where it's like the fans now are so much smarter like fans are so much uh they have some such a better idea of what's going on because, like I said, stats. You can go watch. You can watch any game. Like before, I remember growing up and being like, I don't know what anyone on the Grizzlies looks like. I <laughs> let alone how good. I know the team isn't very good when I was young because I'm like they're very low on the standings. But uh, there's a newspaper box score, and that's about it. So I think the tools have gotten a lot better, but also like the game's gotten more complicated and analyzing things has gotten more complicated. So. I don't know. I don't even really have a point to all of that other than like <laughs> uh, these are just takeaways I have from the game. A lot of times when I'm watching the game, I think things. I don't even know what like, the end game is. Where Other than like I think it's useful to know that Jason Tatum isn't a super great isolation player, right? Because you're like, well, so that means he's like I think a lot, like I bring that up to people like just in conversation. And they, they're like, oh, so you don't think Jason Tatum's that good? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I think he's really good. I think he's a top. I think he's like cemented himself in the top 10 like it's he's not falling out of that right like i don't think he's falling out of that until his mid-30s barring like his leg exploding clay thompson style twice right but it's interesting when i say like oh he's not good at that and people are like so you hate him it's like no no, no he's good at other things he's good at other things that are really really important <laughs> and uh yeah i don't know i think i think like on my like the reason like where you're like we'll just list the things he's good at and i'm like well okay i can do that he's a good defender he's a good helper on defender like i think he's played like really like the thing about the first round the man-to-man -man defense he was playing on durant he blocked him twice i've never seen someone block kevin durant on offense he's an extremely deadly shooter and it's not just catch and shoots he can like dribble laterally there's a step back like it's like a pretty like wide variety of shot types from three that are all pretty deadly and it's like, whoa, that's pretty interesting. His playmaking has climbed every single season. You can go into our database and look at playmaking. You can see it climb on the charts. Like, it's the thing of, like, you can 
you can list off things he's great at. I don't know. I just think it's weird whenever I talk to people and I'm like, this player specifically isn't good at this thing. Isn't that interesting? Because we both agree he's great, right? And it's just funny how people take such a, a, a confrontational oh, you don't like this one thing about this player? Well, it's like, guess what? Steph Curry's not that great at like posting players up. He doesn't do it all the time. And they're like, why are you tagging Steph? And I'm like, well, I don't know. He's 6'3". <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for uh, this episode. I feel like I've I feel like I've said everything I wanted to say on this, uh, on this topic. But uh, yeah, so just recapping for the finals, LeBron has the win probability for Boston at 76%. They are up one game to zero. Um, I like Golden State, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. The The first game was really great, and I'm honestly just like, what do we got to wait? What do we got to wait? Three or four days for the second game? Come on. We're not even traveling. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get this game going. Uh, but yeah, uh, my name is Taylor, and I'll see you next week on the Basketball Index Podcast.